With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. So now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in. And recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis. When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him. He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him. And from that point, then we hear a name change. Rearrange the game so now we got to change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 349, ladies and gentlemen. I am Chris Featherstone, and this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. The show must go on, ladies and gentlemen. I want to give you a big disclaimer. Um, yeah, yeah, you're the, the captain of the uh, Pancakes and Power Slam ship uh, is uh, not feeling well today, but um, 349 episodes straight, uh, six years and almost eight months, uh, actually six years and eight months um, this week, uh, strong, straight, and uh, the show must go on, ladies and gentlemen, so uh, we are going to have a live Q&A. Uh, if you're listening on the audio, please jump on the iTube if you uh, the YouTube if you want to be uh, a part of the live Q and A uh, with former WWE Tag Team Champion, one of the youngest champions in WWE history, Kenny Dykstra, Kenny Spirit Squad, Ken Doan is who he is. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back, and on the other side, we are going to have Ken Doan.
and gentlemen, Ken Doan, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show, live in a living color, again, funky like a monkey, if you will. Former WWE Tag Team Champion, uh, this is going to be a really, really fun show, and I'm really excited to have him on the show as the people continue to log on here, and as we continue to fill up the Pancakes and Power Slam show with the wonderful, wonderful live audience I'm uh, I'm very excited about this, uh, and we're going to have a, a wonderful good time, as we do all the time. 349 episodes, Pancakes and Power Slam show. I'm really, really excited about this person being on the show tonight. It's going to be fun like it is always, and as we have people log in, we are live, ladies and gentlemen, live and in living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. Like I said before, uh, please excuse um, the illness. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people have been very <clears throat> supportive uh, of the past couple of weeks. Uh, I've been hit by a bunch of different bugs. <laughs> um, I found out that I had bronchitis, and um, yeah, so I've been uh, getting treated for that. And then, um, and then on top of that, I. Had a caught a stomach bug, so it's been very fun <laughs> over the past couple of days. But uh, this is definitely uh, something that uh, the craziness that's been going on physically. Life is good otherwise, but the craziness that's been going on physically in my body. I'm not a big fan of it, but you know you got to stay strong and, and move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have people logging in. We have. Ken Doan on the show, live in a living color, Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, for those who are listening on Thursday on Facebook, uh, of course, this is the YouTube live version, and we go Facebook. This version is uh, aired on Facebook, Thursdays at 1030. If you want to join us, um, jump on, (laughs) jump on Tuesdays, and uh, let's have some fun together. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's do this. Here he is. Without further ado, Ken Doan. What's going on? Tonight, hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Man. Thank you for having me again. I've been on the show before. <laughs> yes, this is your third time on the show. Uh, That's and, crazy. Uh, What's the record? Uh, what is the record for the amount of times on the show? That's a good question. I think it belongs to – I've got a few – I've got JTG at like seven. I've got Sean Devari at like five or six. I've got Ken Anderson at like five or six. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm about total 120, 130 uh, different wrestlers on the show every uh, within the past six and a half plus years. And you are at three. Uh, I believe Greg Gagne is at three. Um yeah, Greg Gagne. Yeah, I saw this guy. Greg Gagne. Greg, he is a great guy. I like him. He was at OBW, uh, and he was teaching for a little bit there. And he just got oh, in the nice. ring with Ted DiBiase, and he just like called him out. He was like, "Let's go!" And everybody was like, "Holy, like this is about to happen!" And DiBiase didn't know how to react because he was like, "Is this guy serious, or is he just like messing senior around? or junior?" I'm sorry. Senior, senior or junior? Senior. Oh, oh, <laughs> he was, oh, yeah, yeah. Ready to come that's what made it so good. <laughs> oh, wow. 
He was ready yeah, to counter and they ran a little, uh, Yeah, they locked up. They ran a little uh, headlock tackle there. So it was pretty nice. Uh, we all popped. <laughs> what year the was small this? Things, the small things that matter. 2004? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's a ways back. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've had uh, Jumpering Jim Brunzella on my show three times as well. Um, wow. And, uh, Killer bees. Yeah, he's always got some. Yeah, he's always got some fun stories. Um, yeah. So, you know what's so funny? I actually saw um, you um, at the House of Hardcore um, uh, during WrestleMania weekend. It was like okay. midnight or something. I think it was like right after the, um, <laughs> yeah, the Hall Lord. of Fame. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it, it's so funny. I think I think House of Hardcore is, a, is an awesome – um, I, I think uh, House of Hardcore is an awesome uh, show. It was it was very inter- entertaining, but uh, I was I, I'm usually there between Thursday and I think the House of Hardcore was at the, what the Saturday night, right? Yeah, I think it was Saturday night. Going into Sunday, yeah. And dude, I was <laughs> I'm, I'm good buddies with Lance uh, Archer, Lance Hort too, and I, I was uh, I was waiting for his match. And I was so tired, dude. <laughs> I was just, I was so tired of, of uh, because I was doing coverage all day long. And uh, man, I can just That's imagine. That's a lot of wrestling too. Like that whole weekend, yes. that is a, a lot of yeah. wrestling. And here's the thing too: you have so much wrestling that it's like, how do these people separate themselves? And I think that's what a lot of yes. wrestlers are missing. They don't separate themselves. Yep. They go out there and they all do your karate style action move match, which is cool because it's different. Yes. But if everybody does it, then it's no longer different. Hundred percent. And one thing you I know, did like about you and uh, Mikey, and um, there was a newer person that wasn't the original. I forgot his name. Um, no, but it was Randy. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, I love just the. The the heat that y'all drew it was it was great man I, I, that stuff like that really ke- keeps me up because it's all you know uh, I guess the, there's some there's some questions rolling in but I guess the first question I'm going to ask you it's a um, lost is art. K-Fabe... what you're talking about though is a lost art yes yep. uh, that was my heat, question getting is heat is dead? a lost art oh kayfabe yeah. in general yeah I'll yeah. say this they're both dead because mm-hmm. you were saying we get heat but that's a lost art people don't know how to get heat from the crowd no more. When is it a heel? Like, how many companies have heels? They don't. They just have two guys that wrestle each other, and that's okay, but you still have to have something that draws heat in order to make baby faces. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. I'm a traditionalist. I've been watching wrestling for over 30 years, uh, like probably 33 years, 33, 34 years. And um, ever since I was a little kid, and – you know, it's one of those things. I, I, I guess I'm tainted. I guess you can use the word tainted, but uh, maybe marked. I guess marked. I'm marked by the traditional. I come because I hate. I, I love to hate you, and, and that's how the that's how the heel gets over because he's being he's you know people love to hate him, and the more heat and Booker T said this before. I've had him on the show. The more heat that people the the heel gets. The bigger the baby face become, uh, you know, is when he or she yeah. gets his or her comeuppance. You know, 
And, and it's you know, not just the amount of heat, it's it's knowing where your heat is. Good heels yeah, have to know yeah. where their heat is. And it might be yeah. on the end of the match, it might be at a certain point, but you have to know where the high point is and when to go home with that. And in turn, yep. you can get a bigger reaction and you can get more heat by timing it right. But everybody, yeah. if you have your match memorized, then you might find your heat at segment uh, D, but then you still have EFG memorized, so you're going to not realize that, and you're going to blow past it. That's a good point. Yep, yep, that's a good point. Yeah, it's got to be organic out there, you know, and it's, um, you know, you have, have uh, <clears throat> you have the experience, you have the experience, I, I've been an amateur wrestler, but I've never done professional, um, but I, I have good friends and, you know, who are uh, current, uh, former WWE, i got some good relationships with a few current, but just really, uh, I ask a lot of questions <laughs> to a lot of, uh, to a lot of current and uh, professional wrestlers. And, you know, I, I, based on that, I just learned just how they feel about just the, the new wave of fandom, the new wave of how wrestling looks like. And, for the majority of them, you know, they, to be honest with you, they say the political, you know, oh, it's good. It's cool answers, you know, when they're talking to media, but a lot of them, they can't stand it because it's hard for them to really get over as a heel. If they're intending to, you know, uh, get booed and they're doing all they can to get the heat and they still get cheered. You know, what do you, what do you think about these, the, the, the fans that really kind of want to put themselves over? That is a great example um, to touch on that about getting heat and like some of these guys. I I think it's not that I don't like the new wave. I think it's cool and I think it's needed because it's different. But I think just like a match you have to have or a show, you have to have different characters. You have to have different styles of wrestling too. So you can have that, but you just can't have it every single match. Repeat, 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 repeat. You know what I mean? Like you just can't, you can't do that. Ring of Honor, that's a good yeah. example of it because how many heels do they have at Ring of Honor? Do they have a lot of heels? I don't know. Like, it just seems like everybody is respected and they are, we like you. You know what I mean? Which is cool because the fans yeah. have that. But at the same point, who's that person that the fans really, really get heat with that they really dislike? Yep. And is yep. it real? Is it I real agree. heat or are they just booing because they know, like, a monkey being told to at the concession, like, this is now your chance to boo. Okay, I should boo now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have the, uh, you know, the boo flashing on the, on the big hey, screen. Yeah, like it's here now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Applause, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got some, uh, got some questions rolling in. Let's uh, start with um, multi uh, ask Kenny hashtag ask Kenny as we do uh, with um, – uh, as we do with uh, all the live uh, Q&A, hashtag Ask Kenny. Uh, we got uh, Multi asking, what is one thing you change about your original WWE run? Um, what would I change about my run? Listening to certain people. Sometimes if you don't listen to the right people or if you listen to too many people, it can, like, throw you off guard. So having mm, – di- yeah. I don't know. Maybe – there's so many things that we could do differently, but I think that is mm-hmm. definitely one. It's, I guess it's one of those things like if you know, and you know, then we know now, you know, that's true. 
What's your like total my second time there, there it was really easy. That was fun because it was like you kind of already knew everything going in. So it was True. simple. Yeah. Um, what's your total number of years in the business? I'm going on 20. I started when I was 13. Wow. In March, I'll be 33. Wow. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> I remember before we were talking about that, just you starting young and, and achieving – you won the tag team championships at one, what age? 19. Wow. Yeah, I think that's the same as Rene Dupree, right? Yeah, I think he was a few months earlier, though. I think he's, like, the youngest. Oh. Actually, no, wait, he's not the youngest. He was for a while. I think I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think, he, I think he was. I think he still is, yeah. But, yeah, 19-year-old <laughs> WWE tag team champ, that's, that's huge. Uh, we got Gruss asking, ask Kenny, when DX dumped the crap on the Spirit Squad and Shane McMahon, was the crap real? Interesting question. <laughs> no, it was like dog food and like candy bars and all that stuff. That's actually okay. a very common okay. question. We get that more than anything. Oh, but that wow. was a fun yeah. segment. That was cool because it was like you were in there with Vince and Shane and it was just who knows. Like you don't know where it's going to fall, so – yeah, yeah. Um, Downfall is asking, uh, Ax Kenny, do you think your WWE run would have got better had you been promoted on the main roster with your OVW character as opposed to being a part of the Spirit, spirit Squad? Uh, that's a tough question because I don't know. You never, you never know. Maybe afterwards, maybe after the squad, mm-hmm. it probably would have been better because I, I never was feeling the Dykstra thing. I just wanted to be Ken Doan and yeah. do my thing. And just that mm-hmm. never evolved into that. But there was also a lot of restrictions, too. And, it, it, I mean, you know, it makes sense because they're trying to get certain things over. So, like, you know, you, you can't be too outlandish or at certain times. But yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think the squad, I'm happy with the way that went because that's like a, it's a gimmick. So it's something that people, you're not going to forget. And if people try to duplicate that, people are instantly going to know. Mm-hmm what you're trying to do, where sure. if you come up right. as just uh, Ken Doan or first name, last name, and, like, you know, how many of those guys have come up and been forgotten so easily that maybe you're, were True. really talented? Now, who came up with the idea of the Darkstar character? character? Uh, I think it was Brian Gewertz, I think because he's a Mets fan, okay. so he liked the Dykstra thing. Ah, got it. Got it. Now, what was the conversation back? Like, okay, so the 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 angle was y'all got dumped in the garbage uh, dump, right? Yeah. Okay. And then, so he called you up and said, "We got something for you," or you were supposed to be how big? I mean, because you you had some big you had some big wins as Kenny Dykstra, but. Was it something that was kind of pulled? Was the plug kind of pulled? Because I remember you beating some 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 notable names uh, and being some good feuds, but it, it seemed like it never really went anywhere after about a few months. No, what happened was it was New Year's resolution. Revolution. I always forget the name of that pay per view. But uh, I worked Flair. Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> yep. I, I worked Flair, so I ended up going over on him. And then that same night, Hunter tore his quad again. And then the next night, I was supposed to work Hardy 
and go over for the Intercontinental title. But I think I ended up working hardy, and then I, I didn't go over. We did something with Flair, but then, and then eventually I had to split off because Flair had to go with Sean to keep the DX gimmick for the time being. And then I think I ended up moving to SmackDown at that point. Or maybe I was on Heat yeah. for a while. I don't know. I was probably on Heat for a while, because I remember working a lot of those. The uh, the <laughs> Now, was that a big downgrade for you mentally, going from Raw to Heat? No, not really, because, I mean, it's a show, and, I mean, Eugene's not really mentally challenged, so when I beat him up on Sunday Night Heat, I don't necessarily feel yeah. too bad about it. <laughs> but, it was, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it's not real, so it's, you know, wherever they need you is where they need you. So, at the end of the day, if you're getting a paycheck, it, it beats uh, beats a normal job. That's that's true. That's very true. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think is, a lot of people uh, have that issue, though. Like, you know, for it to be a question, I think some people actually mm-hmm. do have that issue at points where people feel like, yeah. oh, I'm demoted or, oh, like, you know what I mean? It's But it's not because it's wrestling. So, at any given point, you could be from one side or the other. You know, look at Jinder Mahal. Sure. Like, in the course of a mm-hmm. month, you could go from jobber to world champ. Like, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. a demote or a promote. Yeah, the, the thing with, with the thing with gender though is like it doesn't seem like it, it. I guess it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, as far as just the the, the face and the heels. That now he was a good, solid, hated heel. The only thing with gender is that people never caught traction to it. Because um, it was so, it, it felt contrived, it felt rushed, and the the improper build to it, it, it I, I think it, I think that's one of the biggest, or, or maybe the biggest reason why his run didn't really catch steam. And he had the belt for six months, and people were just like, "Man, can you lose it already? Can you lose it already?" And Very that true. really kind of and... that really hurt him. We are, but us as individual wrestlers, Jinder Mahal, he is his own business. He is his own product. You know what I'm saying? So just like yeah. in the natural yeah. business environment, anybody who takes a rush to market, if they don't do it properly, it may go skyrocket at first, but then it becomes what? It just becomes a fad, and then it fades out. Yeah. And that's kind of what the fans did. But here's the crazy thing, though, is Jinder Mahal, he has the look. He looks like a million dollars. And if they just slowly yeah, built him, over the course of that year, they could have slowly built him to the point where the fans would have been like, oh, my goodness, he's totally going to become the next champ. And the fans would have felt True. like they dictated that, and then they would accept him as that, where if you don't let the fans yep. feel like they dictate it, then you force it down their throat, and that's why they turn on everything. Yeah. Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, <clears throat> Jose is asking, who's your favorite worker to work with? Mike Mondo, Mikey, Mike Friendly, Brenly Mondo. There you go. <laughs> Spirit Squad, uh, well, Squad, uh, Squad World, World Order now. Um, but I guess to now, wrestle uh, against, now, <laughs> to wrestle against, I'd probably say uh, Roddy Piper was really one of my favorites because uh. he he would just like in the back he would go, okay, guys. We're going to have fun. That's what we're going to do. And it was like, okay, but that's not really a move. So should I expect something? And he was like, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun out there. And we were just like, you know, you were young, so you didn't want to be like, 
um, excuse me, can you tell me what the heck is going on? Like, you didn't want to be abrupt yeah, like yeah. that, so you just kind of, like, played it off. Like, okay, he'll eventually tell us something. And then it's like, uh, yeah. our music's playing. Do you know what we're going to do? And he's like, yep, we're going to have a lot of fun, guys. I'll see you out there. And it's like, wait, okay, here we go. <laughs> so you never yeah, knew what yeah. you were going to get with Roddy. And he, it was like he'd throw a drop kick or he'd throw a uh, pokey in the eyes. And then just like he'd throw – it was crazy. It was just mayhem, but it made sense, and it always flowed, which was really crazy. And he's one of those style guys who could pull that off with anybody. Now, did you prefer calling, uh, putting the match together backstage, or did you prefer calling on the fly? I preferred having um, exclamation points, but they had to be readily accessible, like audibles. You know what I mean? They had to be okay, quick like to get to because, yep, because, you know, it's first and 10 and all of a sudden, you know, it's fourth and one, hurry up, let's get to the goal line and let's run it because it's there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if, yeah, if the yeah, crowd's yeah. there, we have to be able to hit it to keep them going with this roller coaster ride. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, got a question saying, um, <clears throat> do you keep in touch with, uh, and if your spirits want teammates, of course he does. He, uh, teams with Mike still in the Indies. Um, any, any yep. other ones other than Mike? Uh, I still team with Mondo. I talked to Nemeth last week. Uh, me and Johnny Jeter are actually in the same fantasy football league. I haven't heard from him. Oh, and nice. speaking of fantasy football, speaking of fantasy football leagues, if you have Tommy Dreamer on your show, you tell him that he has to pay his dues. He still owes $2 ah. to this league. Anybody watching out there who wants to make a contribution, they can PayPal me on behalf of him. There you go, PayPal. Go to the Pancakes and Power Slams Patreon, and uh, <laughs> and also go to Kenny Dome's uh, PayPal, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, give uh, pay, pay it forward for uh, <laughs> yeah, pay bucks. it forward for Tommy Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Uh, a few more questions. Um, who's your favorite wrestler currently right now, whether WWE or the Indies? Good question. Oh, man, that is a good question. Favorite wrestler now? Man, I don't know. There's so many out there. And it's like every time I go to a show, it's like I see somebody new and I say, wow, that guy's a really good character. But they're always missing something. You know what I mean? It's like this guy's really good talking, but he can't put together a match to save his life. Or it's like this guy's really good at wrestling, but he has no character. I don't know. (laughs) See, that's really, man, that is a tough one. I really can't say. I mean, what do you, say, WWE? you know, there's obviously Let's the one, like, uh, like on the big indies, like the Young Bucks, I like working those guys. They're fun because they're just yeah. over, so they yeah. make it easy. LAX, LAX yeah. is cool. They're really good at yep. what they do. They're coming along really well. Longest reigning uh, Impact Wrestling Champions of all time now. They're what? They're the longest reigning Impact Wrestling Champions of all time now. They just recently broke the record. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. They're doing I mean, they're, see, they're 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 a good gimmick to keep that on. You know what I mean? Because the fans like them. Yeah. You know what? They're yep. good because the, their gimmick works. Because the fans, it's not like uh, someone who's trying to be a babyface, and the guy in the front row goes, "Yeah, I could beat you up if I wanted to." But yeah. LAX is the type of gimmick where they come out and the fans go, "I'm going to cheer you because you could probably beat me up if you wanted to." You know what I mean? Kind of like MVP. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a good point. Anybody from WWE? Uh, that I like watching or in general? Yeah, favorite to, to see. Anybody that's your favorite wrestler WWE? Lesnar. Right I like Brock Lesnar. He's great. There you go. 
uh, you know why? Because he? He, just, he just makes you believe. He just And why wouldn't you? You know, you watch him and you go, that's got to be real. Everything else is a good show, yeah. but Brock Lesnar is real. Yep, yep. And he... And he puts the other people, the the other person over, similar to Taker. Now him as champ, you know, <laughs> we can argue about because I'm not a big fan of that as far as his <clears throat> schedule is concerned, coming like once every three or four months. But you know, I, I've said this on the show before. <laughs> I'm I, I'm also happy. Like it's it's kind of in the middle how I feel about that. Like I don't like the fact that he comes, you know, months on end without. However. I do like the fact that he he's not there every week. I I, I love that actually, um, because I remember like the Hogan's and the things like that. They got advertised that they were going to come the next week. You know what I mean? Like that's how big, that's how larger yeah. than life the champion was. You know. But you know, you I really what they're doing. They're drawing it out. They're taking their time with it. Because if he's there every week, he can only beat up so many people, and then he has to start true. getting beat up by people. So it's like it really waters down the story and it speeds it up too much. Where this, they just take it and they yep. make it genuine. And now every time his music hits, the crowd just erupts. And they they never yep. know when it's going to happen. And sometimes they do, but sometimes yep. they don't. And I and I agree with him. Like if he wasn't champ, like if if he just had the the, the special attraction feel to him, if he comes, you know, a few times a year, you know, I'm totally cool with that. But. You know, I think we need to see our champ just a little bit more. You know, but I do like, I do like the fact that he's not there every week. And like, I think AJ Styles was champion for 371 days, but the problem was he was there every week. A lot of times he wasn't even in the main event. He didn't ever since the the joint you know uh, branded pay per views. He didn't main event not one pay per view to my knowledge. That's what I mean. There's that really so much hurt you can him. Do with him. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if Conor McGregor fought on every single UFC pay per view, you'd be like, "True, okay." Yep. Tired of looking at this guy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um. All right. So, a couple more. I appreciate you taking your time here. Um. Let's see. Um. What is Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Shane McMahon like? Shane McMahon is very friendly. He's very like the type of guy that will tap you on the arm and like tell you a joke or something. But he's also the type of guy that would probably challenge you to a race if you did. It's in, in that moment. Uh, Hunter, he's just very chill, very laid back, very calm. And Vince is, you never know it, Vince. You just kind of, you know, you stay out of his way, but you make sure he sees you. Yeah, there you go. Um, <clears throat> whose idea was it to call your cutter finisher the R.K. Doan. Is there a story behind this? No, I, I didn't know it was called that. Oh, an OVW. Uh, yeah. Uh, Danny Davis. Yes, that was Danny Davis. Nice. Okay. Or it might have been Jim Cornette. He, Actually, I think Jim Cornette was right in then. But I do know Danny gave me a few okay. pointers here and there. Yeah, looks like people know their uh, Ken Doan history. So uh, you got some avid fans here on the chat on the chat room. So. Makes you uh, right? that was, brings you back to memory lane. Yeah, absolutely. All right, last question. Um, so Jose is asking, uh, what's been Juan and JBL? What was ben, Chris Benoit and JBL like behind the scenes, and were they bullies? Um, I had heard rumors of that, but I had never experienced it. And the only reason 
Well, I, don't, I wouldn't say the only reason, but I'd never experienced it with JBL. I had known JBL since I was like 16. Uh, I wrestled with him at the tracks actually before in Stanford, which is crazy. It was right before mm-hmm. the Great American Bash. So I think he always liked me from that because, I don't know, maybe I earned his respect. And Chris, he was just very yeah. quiet backstage. You know, he would talk to you, but, like, he was just, I, I don't know, just very quiet to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you enduring uh, my uh, starts and stops here. Uh <clears throat> definitely want to make sure that I have you on the show again three times. Um, I'm sure we'll have you on the show again. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go for the record. So, oh, yeah, uh, we got time. <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. All right, plug yourself, Ken. Uh, we got the, we got the cool, squad uh, running the indie waves, and let the listeners know where to find you. Yes, hit me up at Ken Doan, K-E-N-N-D-O-A-N-E. That's at Instagram and Twitter. I'm not on there too much. I don't post too much stuff because we don't want to give you too much insights to our lives. But uh, we are on the indie scenes. We're pretty much out there every week. But look for us, the Squad yeah. World Order, S W O. Nice. Big fitness uh, guru, and, and, and uh, you got a big fitness social media presence too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm always giving out fitness advice. It's free, right? Like, we all yeah. might as well be healthy together. So, you, all, you know, I like why, why we, uh, yeah. you know, we might as well trade some of these secrets. Trying to help one another. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ken, it's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much. And uh, if you do talk I, to Tommy, you tell him pay his dues. <laughs> or somebody who's listening, pay it forward for uh, Tommy Dreamer. But Tommy Dreamer, <clears throat> you pay your dues. You pay your dues, brother, or or else uh, the squad water is coming to get you. That's right. Holla later. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot, man. Bye bye. <clears throat> Ken Doan. Wow, good stuff. Appreciate uh, Ken Doan being on the show tonight. Appreciate you um, taking your time to continue to uh, <laughs> to, to endure my, my sickness. So <clears throat> we're going to have some fun as we do, as we do always, always. Let's r- jump right into the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to talk the of the week real quick. <clears throat> uh, we're going to review three Slamboree pay-per-view. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're going to do that again. Please excuse my bronchitis. So, but we're gonna have some fun. Uh, I'm not gonna let uh, <clears throat> bronchitis stop me from uh, doing the show tonight. Um, your, the show must go on because the PNP Nation um, deserves to have a show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna review the 1993 Slamboree pay per view. Um, watched it again, and um, <laughs> it was quite interesting. Quite interesting pay-per-view, and uh, it's funny, in hindsight, you know, that was 25 years ago, over 25 years ago, 25 years and some months, um, <clears throat> but uh, 25 and a half, over 25 and a half years ago, actually. Um, but yeah, just in hindsight, there were some there were some ups and some downs to that pay-per-view, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Let's get into these headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go.
All right, Rhino retires, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they they booked that um, on Raw when uh, he slated to defend and uh, defeated him. Uh, Baron Corbin said that um, <clears throat> there's only room for one of us. They had to go against each other, and uh, he slated one. And <clears throat> so Rhino was gone from the WWE. He's um, he's getting up there in age where. You know, it's like he's he's done enough <laughs> to really prove himself in the pro wrestling industry. Former, excuse me, former U.S. champion, um, ECW television champion. I believe he was the last uh, ECW television champion. He was a machine in ECW, and uh, yeah, an absolute machine. Uh, in ECW, and uh, you know, it was one of those things that he, speaking of heel heat, he was such a, he was built as such a monster um, that he he seemed unstoppable. He seemed unstoppable, and uh, that really helped him. So, um, I'm trying to get his age. He is uh, born in <coughs> he was born in 75, so he's 43 years old. Um, so he started wrestling in um 95. So he was uh 7 he was 19. Uh about to turn uh, 20. So that is 20 23 years in um a string of championships including um ECW world champ once, television champion twice. Um, number ten in the, in the PWI five hundred two thousand and one. That was huge uh, because he was such a big name in ECW uh, toward the latter parts of their time. Did had a wonderful TNA run. Uh, was a world champ, NWA world champ, and um, so yeah, he and of course <clears throat> three time hardcore champ. One-time U.S. champ, and um, he's been champ uh, for SmackDown one time. So, big um, <clears throat> kudos to to Rhino uh, for a great career. Um, all right, so we have NXT Takeover, um, the New York and uh, for WrestleMania weekend. They're actually moving. Um, the, the day to from uh, Saturday to actually from because um, they used to go head to head with ROH, so they're going to move NXT to Friday. They used to have it on Saturday the past uh, short time, and usually have <clears throat> Hall of Fame right beforehand um, on the Friday. And um, but they are they're moving it to. <coughs> Sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> like every time I talk, I, I want to cough. But uh, all right, um, moving it to Friday. And the good thing is that it won't go head to head with uh, with the ROH pay per view, especially Supercard of Honor. Um. 
so yeah, uh, Super Card of Honor. It's going to be a really, really, really good, uh, really good show. Um, so you wouldn't want to go head to head with that. So might have to cut this short, guys. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a good call um, <clears throat> to not go head to head with uh, with ROH because uh, <laughs> I think the buzz would definitely be around ROH. Um, a bunch of good acts, Chris. Uh, no, um, GSP. I'm not. I'm sorry, man. I <clears throat> the uh, bronchitis uh, kicked in again. Yeah, multi. I'm, I think I'm gonna cut it short here. Um, I'm gonna ask some. I'm gonna uh, answer some of these acts first questions. I think that we'll skip the um, <clears throat> Raw and SmackDown review. So. Uh, yeah, we'll skip that. And um, just really wanted to bring uh, for you guys to enjoy having uh, Don on the show. So um, we'll tap into uh, Royal Rumble. I mean, not Royal Rumble, but uh, Slambury. And uh, just give me your Raw SmackDown grades. Um, We'll take it from there. I appreciate. I, I really, really appreciate you all uh, enduring <clears throat> my sickness today. I was getting, I was getting better, but um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, <clears throat> get kicked back in. So I definitely, <clears throat> definitely appreciate you all coming on the show. Okay, so I want to uh, send a word out to. Um, <clears throat> sponsor today is my buddy Chris, uh, him and uh, <clears throat> his his peoples over. Uh, you know, it's, it's no commitments anytime. There's no limits. Uh, <clears throat> you watch, uh, you know, <clears throat> whenever you want. So I don't know if you ever heard it, but uh, it's actually um, my buddy's over at uh, Power Slam. Uh, Power Slam TV. So there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> awesome uh, content there. All different types of promotions. Some really, really good uh, content from promotions. Uh, of course, a lot of the stars that you see on Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling, uh, former WWE stars. <clears throat> and the, the indie scene, the indie scene is really starting to boom. And we all know that. Uh, so there's a lot of con- there's a lot of uh, that is re- readily available uh, to enjoy. And uh, Power Slam TV um, gives you an opportunity to to have that. And um, actually, let me bring it over. Power Slam TV. Um, See, I, and again, I really, really appreciate you all uh, enduring my uh, <clears throat> difficult time here. Um, but yeah, Power Slam TV. Uh, go to Power Slam TV. Here's the here's the fun part. Here's the fun part about Power Slam TV. You want a free uh, <clears throat> month? You want a you want a free month? <laughs> um, it's your free month, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and once again, I want to thank uh, Ken Doan for being on the show. Um, 
go get your free month, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, enjoy your uh, free month with a promo code of uh, PNP Nation. Uh, you get free 30 days for the Power Slam TV. Um, again, the promo code is PNP Nation, and <clears throat> there you go. Um, there's a lot of fun promotions. You get a seven-day free trial <clears throat> if you jump on it. However, um, with uh, the PNP Nation, you get a free month. So <clears throat> go there. Of course, you see AR Fox right there. I've had them on the show. And um, <clears throat> Wrestling on Edge around the world, a bunch of different promotions. Uh, again, uh, Pentagon, there you go, PCW Ultra. I've had some uh, – I've had PCW Ultra on there. John Morrison, as you see there. Ricochet, so uh, <clears throat> some good coverage from you know old and new, and let's uh, go to the promotions real quick. Once again, use the ha- <clears throat> use the uh, promo code P and P Nation A and D P Nation, and uh, you'll get a free month. So here's all the uh, <clears throat> the uh, um, promotions that uh, they offer. A A W A M L is very. <clears throat> Very uh, popular. Of course, you sell uh, <clears throat> Battle Club Pro and uh, Tessa Blanchard and Mia Yim. Uh, now she's now Mia Yim's in uh, NXT. Big Time Wrestling and uh, of course CZW. CZW. Uh, <laughs> they've got a, a storied history with uh, some some great names. Of course, Defy. Oh, I mean, all these promotions. Um, I'm just highlighting some of the some of the really uh, popular ones over <clears throat> over the past years and uh, recently as well. Five Ball Wrestling um, um, <clears throat> that's starting to uh, be real <clears throat> important too. Of course, you got IPW uh, UK um, and some uh, <clears throat> some shoot stuff too. Um, all right, so <clears throat> go there. Um, PNP Nation is the promo code. And uh, of course, PCW Ultra Two Pro Wrestling Syndicate. That's that's a huge, um, huge promotion. So <clears throat> go there and uh, get your get your free month again. Uh, go and, and type in the promo code PNP Nation. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, <clears throat> just give me your Raw and SmackDown grades. As you give me your Raw and SmackDown grades, <clears throat> uh, I am going to discuss <clears throat> um, one more headline. Uh, Raw Christmas Eve and the SmackDown Live um, Christmas episodes are being postponed. Um, and last year, of course, you know that the network, uh, well, a lot of people thought the WWE um, was was the culprit of making them uh, <clears throat> making them compete on Christmas, uh, <clears throat> Raw Christmas, and then the day after Christmas for SmackDown. And uh, but um but this change it changed this uh this this year raw is postponed it would actually be on uh it's actually so um let's actually look at that as well um, i'm gonna show you all wonderful uh change to <laughs> to the uh to the raw schedule i'm sure a lot of the uh uh, last year, if you remember, uh, Beth Hardy, wife of Jeff Hardy, uh, she was not happy about that at all. 
So, um, big fan. And he actually, um, she actually talked about the WWE, and then she found out that it was the network. And I uh, said, you know, well, the network too. All right, you can see right there, um, the 10th, of course, in San Diego, Sacramento on the 17th, and then it jumps over to the 28th uh, for uh, Raw in Detroit. So, um, again, very good news for the um, for the pro wrestling you know staff on Raw. SmackDown too. SmackDown actually is um, <clears throat> scheduled for Saturday the 29th. Of course, <clears throat> you know this is always <clears throat> subject to change, but uh, you know, there's only, you know, what, three weeks before that. So, uh, as of now, um, <clears throat> they will be spending time with their family. So, all right, let's uh, address some of these Ask Chris questions um, <clears throat> on the show. I've ha- I'm having, f- having a lot of fun, everybody, but um, it's been pretty talented. Uh, Multi thinks uh, R- Rhino should be in the Hall of Fame. It's a good question. Should Rhino be in the Hall of Fame? I am not sure. About that. Um, hope you feel better soon. Um, uh, Zed says, thank you so much. Um, Lee says, get yourself to bed. Chris will be okay. Get better. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we're going to be able to just do a, a couple of more here. Just uh, and again, thank you so much, everybody. I really, really appreciate you. Everybody listen, listening on Facebook, tweet at Chris, Chris Prolific Live. Of course, put your comments on the Facebook thread as well. Um, <clears throat> all right, let's uh, address some of these uh, Ask Chris questions. Brandon said, "Is RED overrated or underrated?" Ooh. Huh. Um, I wouldn't say overrated. I wouldn't say overrated. Um, I think they, <clears throat> I think they had a, I think they had a good run with RVD. Of course, <laughs> he messed up his own. He messed up his WWE championship himself. So, uh, you know, that's on him, unfortunately. Uh, but decent run overall. They didn't make him like a a big star, but he was super over anyways. So. No, he reminded me a lot of Jeff Hardy, kind of, uh, kind of anomaly pop. You know, they're not, they weren't like a cookie cutter baby face. <clears throat> they're a different type of feel to them. So, uh, Gabriel's asking, who do you think has a higher ceiling, the Iconics or Mandy Rose? And sorry, the feel that's actually a good question. Iconics. Uh, fortunately, I don't see much going on with them. Um. GSP says, cool, Chris is making sure, bro. We salute the courage for still doing the pod. The streak continues at 349. Yes, it does, sir. 350 next week. Speaking of that, uh, <laughs> on the 350th, up, 350th episode of the Pancakes and Power Slim show, it's going to be dedicated to GWF, the Global Wrestling Federation. So um, we're going to have a good time with uh, Rugged Ronnie Price. Gabriel's going next Monday to Ontario. Good stuff, man. Uh, uh, be sure to text me some uh, news that's uh, not on the air. See if we can get some exclusive on the PMP show again. Um, 
Sufi's asking, do you believe Lucha House Party rules will lead to anything as the commentators were speculating about who was making these? Um, no. Rules. Uh, making these rules. Um, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't see much. You know, the thing is, the revival is getting the short end of the stick. But I guess this is another unpopular opinion alert. I, um, I like the Lucha House Party. Like, at first they were like, ah, eh, you know, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, this is boring, and, and this is another, this is another thing, this is SmackDown Live House Show, okay, yeah, good, because, yeah, they're in Sacramento <clears throat> for Raw, and they're, they're going opposite of, uh, SmackDown, um, so, yeah, give me some news on that, <clears throat> give, uh, Wrestling Inc. some, uh, some, uh, results there. Yeah, I mean, I like the Lucha House Party. Um, of course, I don't see much going on with them, but you know, maybe um, they can. I don't see them being ALP. So yeah, Raw. Uh, GSP say Raw C, SmackDown C plus, Lead, uh Raw two out of ten, SmackDown uh, <clears throat> six out of ten. Um, uh, what else y'all think as far as the? Um, the Raw and SmackDown grades. Uh, yeah, let me see. Raw, it was slightly better than last week. Not much. Uh, however, I love the fact that they're just pushing McIntyre to the moon. However, <clears throat> I think overall it wasn't like terrible, but it wasn't very good. I was not happy at all that uh, Ziggler pinned McIntyre. You know, similar to what we were talking about with uh, with Ken Doan, you know, you have the hottest heel that the, the in all of WWE right now. You know, as far as uh, push is concerned, and you have him lose to one of the best workers in the business, but unfortunately, his start stop pushes never really give him an opportunity to be a top guy. You know, and so I think that's a big problem. I know, of course, they had McIntyre, you know, going a tirade at the backstage. And, you know, if you don't, you know, you don't know, Ziggler knows, but you, you all don't know what you're going to get now. And I really liked McIntyre. I think they really need to protect him as a heel. And just simply having him lose, uh, get, get pinned, why, why don't – why didn't have Finn Balor, you know, kind of hit him behind the ref's back and McIntyre just chases him, you know, and he gets counted out. Why couldn't they do that? So I don't understand why they just have him uh, get pinned. I think that's a, I think it's a terrible idea. I wasn't a fan of that at all. SmackDown was decent. Um, I'm still, still, yeah, the, the prisoner, AKA nails. Yes. Sufi raw D minus SmackDown C. Um, uh, yeah, as far as SmackDown is concerned, similar to what Zed is asking, ask Chris, uh, is Charlotte a bad guy or not? I'm unsure now. You know, that's that's uh, that's quite interesting because it's just really confusing. It seems like they're having Charlotte play the heel, but she keeps getting cheered. I don't even know. It makes me wonder if WWE was trying to make her a heel with the Ronda beat up, you know, beat down. 
So, but at the same time, she wrestled who Peyton Royce uh, the following SmackDown. So she still kept the babyface role. So really weird, really really weird. And then I don't even <laughs> shame on you, Chris, for thinking that WWE can have good shows now. I, I never said that much. That's a stretch. Uh, but it's it's still it's still confusing. It, it really is. Like, what are you? Who's getting over? And thankfully, Asuka, you know, is over enough. You know, there was times where she wasn't getting over uh, enough, and she wasn't really as over as she should have been. But uh, yeah, I mean, thankfully, thankfully, she is getting a reaction again. But at the same time, um, yeah, it's. It, it's tough. It really is tough to really see. Okay, so who's getting over as the baby face? Becky Lynch was supposed to be a heel. People are cheering her though. Uh, Charlotte made the uh, made the turn, kind of. And you know, is she uh, is she a heel now because she was kind of playing the baby face right after the turn? Now she's getting jabs that you know for a fact is going to elicit, you know, some heel heat. So, yeah, it's really, really, really weird. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of it at all. So, um, so yeah, overall, uh, the Daniel Bryan deal, um, I don't I don't know. I might, I might be the unpopular opinion here, but I'm not 100% sold on Daniel Bryan as far as his character. The Fickle may catch um, – uh, who won Wilder Fury as a draw? It was a draw. So, um, so yeah, it was very interesting. A lot of people were, <laughs> a lot of people were wanting Fury to come to the WWE uh, because they compare him to, <clears throat> they compare the the, the kip of uh, the, the the setup, you know, to to the Undertaker. So, I don't I don't know how much of a you know, I don't know how much he will, uh, uh, you know, be important in the in the show. <clears throat> Wilder may have got snubbed, but yeah, it was it was interesting. I think Tyson Fury is maybe a hybrid between Walter and Lars Sullivan. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. So maybe if you want Lars Sullivan to have a tag partner, actually Walter might be Lars Sullivan's tag partner, but uh, they probably won't bring Walter on the they, yeah they won't bring him on the main roster automatically. But maybe Walter and Tyson Fury can be <laughs> can can be uh, tag team partners. So uh, in my opinion, yeah, uh, I think I think Walter won. Um, yes, I agree. Thanks, J- uh, GHP, for plugging the show. Leave a uh, like, um, comment. You know, I, I, again, man, uh, <laughs> I'm doing this show with bronchitis, and uh, that goes to show my dedication for you all. Um, and please, uh, if you really like the Q&A sessions, uh, the live Q&A sessions, if you really like the weekly interviews, um, go go check. Go, go uh, to Patreon. Um, we're going to do some live Q and A's there for the upper tier. Just, you know, if you really appreciate the show, 349 episodes, uh, I really, I really, uh, thanks. I appreciate it. Downfall. Get well soon, man. I'm new to the channel, but thanks a lot, man. Um, and 
go to Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams. Uh, go there and uh, donate. You know, I really want to do some some awesome stuff. I really want to, I mean, I've had, I like my set now, but I really want to do a big overhaul um, <clears throat> with my set. And I want to get to the point where I'm flying wrestlers in uh, for the live Q&As. <clears throat> Uh, not all of them, of course, but <laughs> flying wrestling in my studio and uh, and making it happen. So uh, that is my goal, and uh, your contribution uh, is is important. Uh, my my one my my youngest turned one actually uh, a couple of weeks ago. So a couple of days ago, sorry, <laughs> a few days ago, last uh, last Friday. So um, yeah, so big happy birthday to my youngest. Um, so yeah, so I did ask Chris questions. Again, thank you so much, everybody. Um, go to Patreon. <laughs> if you like the show, go to Patreon. Um, I appreciate, um, I appreciate your support. Also follow at Crave Wrestling, um, and on Twitter, the show and, um, follow me at Chris Prolific. So Patreon, as Daniel Bryan says, fickle, fickle. I'm going to say Patreon, Patreon, <laughs> Pancakes and Power Slams, Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. Uh, please give to the show if you if you like it. Uh, we, we uh, you know, it's got to the point where the upgraded stuff needs your support. And if you like it and you want and you want to see some some really fun, creative things, um, you know, give a part of the campaign and we can make it happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, thank you so much. Let's do some uh, Slamboree 1993. All right, so let's get right into this Flavor of the Week. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Slamboree 1993, Legends Reunion. Speaking of Gurganya, well, here's the funny part. You had Max Payne. Um... (laughs) You had Max Payne as a part of the um, opening credits, and he played a guitar. He played some rock song and a kind of like a um, <laughs> a carriage came out with like a, a canopy kind of, uh, you know, royal, you know, uh, <laughs> royal tent uh, thing box the Royal box and who comes out the fabulous moolah and um, she's waving and, and mind you, this is 20, uh, 25 years ago. So you had all the promos. Matter of fact, let me see if I got, there, there was a, uh, a promo um, <clears throat> that uh, was a legends reunion um, kind of like, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, there was like a promo that uh, led because they had like a it was it was it was real big it was like an NXT weekend WrestleMania weekend thing they had like a if I'm not mistaken they had like a lunch uh, like a dinner with uh, like a meet and greet one day and like a dinner or a lunch with with the wrestlers <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and then so they had like a big old weekend thing. And it was it was real big, man. And it was funny looking in hindsight how much um, 
that was a big deal, you know, as far as just these legends. And of course, and of course I knew, you know, that they were, they were a big deal. Uh, but, you know, it was fun. Um, it was fun to watch. The, the show was, <laughs> altogether was uh, interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. Not the, not the, not the funnest show, but um, yeah, so you had the Fabulous Miller come out, and you know, my boy, actually, we <clears throat> talked about him on the show, Greg Gagne. Uh, he um, escorts um, the Fabulous Miller to the ring, and that was the opener. That was like, hey, you know, the Fabulous Miller's here. So yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a big deal for uh, for for WCW at the time in 1993. Mula, you know, she was a legend uh, in the in the business, and um, so kudos to her for sure. And um, so yeah, so they they opened up with that, and um, I think after that you had the. Uh, the, uh, I remember Eric Bischoff and Missy Hyatt's uh, pro, uh, pro, uh, doing a promo for the show, and um, let me see if I can bring up uh, this Slambury promo. <clears throat> but uh, of course, fair use act. Let's uh, go ahead and put this on here. Uh. So we're actually going to bring up um, the promo for the Slamboree, and <clears throat> we'll try to find it here. Because I remember watching the promo, and uh, oh, here we go. I got to try to find it. It was a really – I see one with Rick Rude. <clears throat> oh, man, I, I'm trying to figure out – because I remember Dusty Rhodes really – Plugging the snot out of it. Um, we'll do we'll do Rick Rude's we'll do Rick Rude's promo. Um, <clears throat> he was the U.S. champ at that time. Uh, so yeah, we'll pull him up right quick, <clears throat> just to, for you to get a feel of <laughs> for you to get a feel of what wrestling was like back in uh, 1993. So, um, well, uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Bischoff really tried to. He really, <clears throat> he really tried to um, get away with explaining the. Um, uh, the, the it went it went mute. It, it went it went dark. So, uh, and I, I thought that that was quite interesting that it that it went uh, dark. So, okay, let's bring this up right quick. Simply ravishing uh, this promo. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got here. All right, here we go. <laughs> Rick Rude, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> Slamboree, nineteen ninety three. Uh, you can find it on the WWE Network, by the way. Oh, 
Wow. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> Ravishing Rick Rude. Uh great what a what a fantastic promo guy, man. <clears throat> awesome promo guy. All right, so uh let's go through these um <clears throat> let's go through these matches right quick. We got uh two cold Scorpio, Mark Marcus Bagwell, uh defeating Bobby Eaton and uh Chris Benoit. Um I was trying to figure out I mean, I was really, really big into WCW at the time. And uh, I was trying to figure out how did Bobby Eaton and Chris Benoit become a team? I know Eaton teamed with everybody, but yeah. Uh, okay, prisoner comments. Let's see. Let's try to find. Agreed. Uh, okay, well, let's ask Chris. Agreed out how they put an Oscar in the middle of Tata picture, but I think she is in that match to protect Becky's lingering injuries. That's a good point. Um, let me see what you okay. What in the world? I forgot about the prisoner of Slambury. Why would they make a convict that escaped from prison and put him on like live TV like he wouldn't be seen? There you go. There's a loophole in the <laughs> in the booking, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> um Lisa, you got a really good show, man. Hey man, I appreciate it. I do it for you. Uh yeah, Gabriel, that was good, man. <clears throat> it was good. Uh I broke down Slambury to uh, my lady earlier, gave her a real WCW history lesson. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Sid Vicious uh, defending Van Hammer. You know, the funny thing about Van Hammer is that um, I was I was kind of a fan of Van Hammer, uh, and I don't know I, I don't know what, what what it was about Van Hammer. Maybe it was just like a sympathy pop. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what it was, but uh, it, I don't know. It was one of those things that I think that he was just uh, mistreated, underbooked, and just really not to his potential. He looked like a million bucks, man. He was huge, and uh, Sid beat him in 35 seconds. So. Yeah, I was like, what the world? Uh, and I remember watching Van Hammer on WCW, and uh, he had, like, Van Hammer was that guy <clears throat> where he would uh, get close. He would defeat, like, other mid-carders on, like, Saturday night and stuff like that. But when he got to the bigger shows, he would earn his way up to, like, the titles match or or uh, the like the big match, and he would lose the the big match. So he beat the mid carters and went to the big match. And of course, the misfits in action and things like that. He just it was really underutilized <clears throat> during his career. Uh, okay, so this uh, this year was weird. Dick Murdoch, Don Morocco, and Jimmy Snuka uh, fought uh, Wahoo McDaniel, Blackjack Mulligan, and Jim Brazil to a no contest. I recently have Brunzel on the show, but I wish that uh, you know I meant to text him and and ask him his thoughts on uh, on this show. I meant to text uh, Greg Gagne too, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was quite funny that Jim Brunzel and his gear was like I, it was it was a weird looking gear. 
Um, of course, you know, he was big in the high flyers and AWA, so he was a legend. You know, I, I agree with that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to see if Jim Brazell was, um, uh, <laughs> uh, he can give us the rock promo while he's dissing his hell on his cell phones. I <clears throat> wish I could, but I am definitely not in the, um, the health of, of that right now. I'll, I'll save that for you when I get better GSP. <clears throat> um, um, <laughs> you know, you're a real adult when you're going that hard in a promo with that mustache. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. The show was good, but the best match was the Hollywood Barnes versus Steamboat and Douglas. Or the Dos Hombres, I believe they were called. Yeah, just to, you know. But it's so funny, Wikipedia says that it was Tom Zink. Um, but they were they were saying Shane Douglas. Um, so uh, maybe maybe Zink replaced um. Oh, oh, got you. The rock problem when he was. Oh, okay, got you. You were talking about on YouTube. Okay, okay, okay. Remember, remember. Uh, remind me to do that next week. <clears throat> um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Z Man, I think it was originally supposed to be Shane, but they were. Uh, they said it was Zinc. Interesting. Um, we'll talk about the Dos Ombres here in a minute. Yikes. Um. So yeah, the, the the legends match. It was weird. It was a no contest. Uh, they really <laughs> they really put over Dick Murdoch's uh, flying head scissors. I mean, like it's funny because it's funny how <clears throat> crowds are now because when and, and announcers too. It was uh, Tony Schiavone and um, and Larry Zbysko. And it's funny how they were now. Okay, it says. <clears throat> It says, Tom Zink replaced Shane Douglas as Ricky Steamboat's partner. However, the announcers pretended throughout the match that, it was, <clears throat> that Steamboat's partner was Douglas. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so he was replacement. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that, that, was, that was interesting. I was like, who's the faces? Who's the heels? Now, Snooker, you know, he was a heel at one point in time, but Snooker was, you know, for ever since the 80s, he was – I mean, he had a heel run in East, like the Eastern Championship Wrestling after his WCW run, but he was mostly known as a babyface throughout his, you know, the popularity of his career. He was on Dick Murdoch and Don Morocco's. Now they've played heels a lot of they, they played heels a lot of their career. Um, so it was just I thought Snuka was ah they ended up fighting each other and it was all times it was all types of crazy. Um, so okay, so Thunderbolt Patterson and Brad Armstrong <clears throat> defeating Ivan Koloff and Barry Monroski. I actually enjoyed this match <clears throat> just because I can imagine me as a kid and <clears throat> being <clears throat> just being super hyped at Thunderbolt Patterson, <clears throat> you know, doing his uh, dances before he does some type of weird t- chop type of move that he used against uh, Monroski. Man, Thunderbolt Patterson really encapsulated uh, how a babyface character. He was super duper over, and I mean, he was throughout his career. You know, he was he was super duper over, and yeah, I mean, I I really really enjoyed this match. Not from a professional wrestling standpoint, of course, but I really enjoyed uh, this match from just a, a kid. Uh, yeah, that chop though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as far as just a kid's perspective and it was really cool to see. It brought me back. 
Brad Armstrong, you know, <clears throat> stood out above the rest because, man, Brad Armstrong was such <clears throat> a solid worker, man. He, um, you know, they were all legends, and, and, and Brad took over for Bob. But, man, just the, the I always loved watching Brad Armstrong wrestle. He was just so just seamless in the ring. That, that rushing leg sweep uh, float over was just uh, – he made a, a Russian leg, leg sweep look like a million bucks. The best Russian leg sweep in the business. And another person that was just grossly underutilized, man, <clears throat> light heavyweight championship, you know, in, in WCW, but – Man, I mean, he was just used so poorly. I mean, I remember him being the Bad Street, him, the Bad Street Mask, and his theme song was amazing. I loved Brad Armstrong's theme song. And, um, yeah, he was just, he was a solid player. And then when he, the B.A. Bob Armstrong, and uh, B.A. Brad Armstrong, rather, and, um, his latter part on WCW just being such a jobber on Thunder and Nitro, and I mean they, uh, they they just did a terrible job with him. And when he came back and, and, and did some uh, introduction work, did some did some mic work on um, on uh, uh, Nitro, uh, not Nitro, but ECW. Uh, it was it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, but they pulled him away from the, I mean, the WWE's version of ECW. They pulled him away from that, too. So <clears throat> I wish that, and, it's, and the sad part is he was such a great wrestler, one of the most underrated of all time, hands down to me. But um, but he was so good in the, you know what? I think Brad Armstrong is like today's, I think he was like the Dolph Ziggler of then. Now, granted, Dolph Ziggler, <clears throat> won some world championships and won multiple time <clears throat> intercontinental and United States champ tag team champion. So he, he's got some belts, but as far as a fluid wrestler, that's, you know, never really got to reach that ceiling. I mean, I mean that break the glass ceiling. Now, Brett Armstrong on a much, <clears throat> much more severe um, caliber, but just, he really fits in with that. Uh, great worker, but never, you know, passed, never broke the, gra- the glass ceiling. I enjoyed Dory Funk Jr. It was 15-minute time limit. Uh, I enjoyed Dory Funk versus Nick Bockwinkle, just a, a rugged, you know, knockdown, drag-out NWA versus AWA match. It was good to see Bockwinkle back. Um, you know, AWA legend, uh, man, one of the biggest names in AWA history. Of course, Dory Funk, legend uh, in himself, both Hall of Famers. And, yeah, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy this type of match. That that was a really old-school feel to it. Um, <clears throat> Rude and Orndorff defeating Dustin Rhodes and Kensuke Sasaki. Now, it's funny because I remember <clears throat> I'm really big into New Japan now. Um, yeah, Samurai was basically a crossover. That's a good point. Um, <clears throat> now... Uh, Kensuke Sasaki, I remember watching, you know, WCW bringing in, I think when Worlds Collide was the one of the, you know, uh, joint shows. and um, I remember them bringing in some J- Japanese guy, guys, but 
now since over the past 10 years since I've been really into New Japan, and I watched it, you know, here and there over the past, you know, 15, 20 years. But since I've been really into New Japan, um, it's funny because um, it's funny now because he was, you know, he, he was a big Japanese star, you know, Kintsugi Suzaki was. And it's funny because uh, it, the, the funny part of it was Sasaki was a, a big star in the WCW, but in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, this, he was, I mean, who, uh, Masahiro Chono was a, another real big one. He ended up winning the world championship. So, of course, the great Muda, one of, I think, my all-time favorite Japanese wrestler is the great Muda, so. Um, but yeah, solid match. Uh, it was a uh, very heelish, uh, typical outcome. So <laughs> Sting and the prisoner. <clears throat> now this is funny. Uh, so of course, you know, <clears throat> prisoners nails, Let's see if a picture pop up. Uh, no, uh, so nails <clears throat> boss man, you know, <clears throat> one of the scariest people in, in the history of WWE and, uh, I mean, he <laughs> he scared the crap out of me, and but the prisoner was cheesy, and in hindsight, I think at that time too, it was like, ah, uh, who was you know, I don't know. I, I, at that time, I was like, I think I was like, this looks like nails. This is this is nails, but it was kind of like, ah. Uh, this is just a knockoff. I think I, even at that time I was like, yeah, this is this is a knockoff, and, and it was just a weird type of deal. Um, Sting, I mean, kudos to Sting, man. He really, <laughs> he really gave us all. He really gave his all uh, when it came to <clears throat> really making this match even relevant. It was really, really tough to digest. Really tough to to watch. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really odd. It only lasted a little over five minutes. So, you know, it was, it was good. It was good to see it over. I'll say that much. Uh, ask Chris, I think they were going to do a prisoner. They should have, I think if they were going to do a prisoner, they should have let the warden come with them. Otherwise, why would they have a prisoner on live TV? I a hundred percent agree with that. Now, who could have been a warden? Maybe Paul Heyman, Maybe uh, who was real big at the time, uh, as far as managers are concerned. Um, yeah, I can only think of Paul Heyman as like one the uh, big uh, coordinator, of course. Yeah, yeah I agree. Then <clears throat> kudos to Sting; he really gave us all a story of his career. Yep, I agree. Two of my favorite Japanese wrestlers of all time are the Great Muda and G- Oh yeah. <clears throat> You know what I think? Muda is because I didn't like Muda when he was a heel, but as far as just greatest, I, yeah, I think you know what I think I'm gonna go Liger. I was a huge Liger mark, and still is. I love Liger, <clears throat> and I was huge, huge Liger. Yeah, I think you know it's so funny because <clears throat> at that time, same same deal with Liger. You know, I just really his WCW run, or you know really got me to liking him. And I remember watching some older stuff with him too. And yeah, I've always been a Liger fan. So I would say uh, Liger one and then uh, Muda two, as far as 
the greatest. My my personal uh, view of greatest, um, as far as favorites are concerned. Um, let's see, uh, Hollywood Blondes defeating uh, Dos Hombres. Now, it makes sense now because Steamboat. Steamboat cut a really weird promo as far as why they're Dos Hombres. It was so odd. It was really, really odd. Now, it makes sense now because Tom Zink was underneath the mask. So, um, yeah, it was, that was, uh, it makes sense now. I was wondering, like, why in the world are they under masks? And why is Steamboat really trying to put Dos Hombres over? It was, it was, I mean, Steamboat's my, He's in my top three of all time. <clears throat> I mean, I've it's been like that for you know ten, twenty years. My top three has been Sting, Dusty, Steamboat. My that's been my top three ever since I <clears throat> had a top three. And <clears throat> I was huge, still am a big Steamboat fan. And and <clears throat> I I was like I, I saw this. I was like, oh man, Steamboat, no. And now it makes sense because Zink was under the mask instead of Shane Douglas. So I get it now. Uh, good match, though. It was a good match. Really good match. That was the best match on the show. Uh, but, you know, I don't think they – it was close calls, but I didn't see Dos Ombres winning the tag team championships. Wyndham and Anderson, you know, it's funny because I, uh, I wanted to talk about Anderson real quick um, before we close up. Um, and yeah, so why in the world did, oh, oh yeah. Okay. So let's, let's not forget the flair for the gold segment. Um, <clears throat> now as many times as I saw that segment, I've seen it countless amount of times, but <clears throat> actually reliving the whole pay-per-view and flair coming out for the flair for the gold, you know, he got snubbed by Tully Blanchard and, um, you know Barry Windham was a <clears throat> was a heel and didn't want to have anything to do with the horseman and so he talked about that now if I'm not mistaken I remember uh transcribing a uh a Blanchard interview recently actually uh I'll go ahead and promote uh, Robbie E's wide end if he was on the show last week and I listened to that interview with Blanchard and it was actually really good and he was talking about how he he went through the whole uh, deal with him, um, why he left, and things like that. Let's see if I can pull it up. Um, see if I can pull up some quotes <clears throat> as far as just uh, why he left at that time and what happened. Because at that time, they were really <clears throat> um, – they really uh uh were really ready to reunite them. Yeah, okay, here we go. Here it goes. Um <clears throat> they were really ready to reunite him on the show and but the backstage stuff really got in, in the way. Um so I'll I'll pull that up here and as far as <clears throat> what he said. Okay, so um, let me pull up some, okay, some, some quotes here. Um, so 
uh, article here on Wrestling Inc. Uh, yeah, he really had some some in depth stuff <clears throat> as far as why he wasn't able to <clears throat> to be on the show, and it may, it makes a lot it makes perfect sense now, you know, because I know that there was some some contractual stuff, some contractual issues with Blanchard, but um, just laying it all out here was 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 a lot better to to understand as far as um, what happened to him. So uh, here, all right. So he said, uh, <clears throat> um, "So why is so why his stint with J, JCP ended?" It was not the fact of getting paid. It was signing contracts. When Ted Turner was hiring and buying the company, he was signing people to big contracts, and other people got their contracts, and they didn't sign R and I to contracts. And this is, and they ended up having, and, and this is after because ninety three um, was after the uh, Brainbusters run. Um, but yeah, he he just goes to show. He just explains why his stint with WCW or Jim Crockett ended. Uh, okay. Jim Crockett was negotiating with Turner, Sell Turner. Send me some questions. I was honest with his answers. Crockett didn't like my answers because people at Turner asked him some questions. I guess were uncomfortable to be answered. And I wasn't smart enough to just be sachet, just sachet around the questions. I, I answered them. I'm just a plain old simple guy. So they kicked me off the plane, said that it wasn't loyal, said I didn't need to work here. And R and I dropped the titles the next night to Philadelphia. So that's before their Brain Busters run. Um, so he had a secret meeting in his house while they were Crockett. <clears throat> and Vince said they had a job at the time they wanted. So he kept that. <clears throat> and then they came back. Um, moving, he said that moving to WWE was a lateral move. He might request uh, Jim Barnett to resurrect the original Four Horsemen. So they made a qu- request to leave WWE at Survivor Series '89, and Arn made it, but Blanchard did not due to mentally failing a job test. So there you go. For licking the bag of cocaine to look like a party animal. So there you go. Um, they didn't have a drug policy at the time. Um, it was offered $750,000 to compete there. That's huge. Didn't have a drug policy, but so he did not see anything coming down the road that would be harmful. So they pulled the deal out. <clears throat> Flair called him at 1 in the morning. Um, uh, WCW found out that he was popped for a drug policy um, in WWE. So... Pop for policy in WWE. He was supposed to come back reunite the Horsemen in '89, four years before Slam, about three and a half years before slavery. And so, <clears throat> um, on salary reduced. So he had some heat with Arn for Ralph for for making the bad decision to, uh, you know, lick the bag, so to speak. So, um, so yeah, felt like everything was crashing his life. So. Um, now he's in ministry. Yeah, he had an opportunity to come back, but made a poor decision. Uh, no, he ministered about now, which is awesome. But there you go. 
Um, all right, so let's get back to Slam like right quick as far as just the rest of the um, the matches before we close. And again, everybody, I really, really appreciate you been, uh, um, supporting me on the show tonight. And uh, thank you so much. All right. Um, very one. Yeah, so, okay, so basically I was upset that Arn Anderson didn't win the NWA World Championship. Of course, you know, he's won the top, if not the top, him and uh, Kurt Hennig, the top two names um, that never won the World Championship in WCW or WWE. And Arn, you know, at least Kurt won the, NWA, the AWA World Championship. So Arn didn't even win that, you know, when he – you know, he wasn't in there, but as far as just a major championship, he didn't even do that. So, man, just why did not – why did Arn Anderson not win a world championship? That is the that is the forever question, ladies and gentlemen. And I was really pulling for David Boy Smith, too. And they, they did cute, then came out, made the save, so – I think Davy Boy should have won the title too, even if it was for a short run. I really wanted Davy Boy to win the championship. He's another one that <clears throat> never won a world title. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you so much, so much. Um, let me see if uh, there's anything else. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the starter camp today was watered down. Oh gosh, oh gosh, let's not even talk about today's star case. It was so bad. So, um, thank you all. Thank you all so much for being a part of this. Being a part of the show tonight. Thank you for enduring my sickness, and um, I pray that I'll be back uh, with full force next week. And uh, have fun tonight, everybody. So, again, thank you so much for the PMP Nation. Go to Patreon, and if you don't go to Patreon, you're fickle. <laughs> fickle, fickle, Patreon, Patreon. www.pancakes.blogtalkradio.com slash, well, patreon.com slash pancakes and power slam. So go there, support the show. Uh, we definitely appreciate your support on the show. And uh, you will see it there. Follow me at Chris Prolific. Join the Patreon. That is uh, patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams. Uh, follow pancakes and power slams at Crave Wrestling. Follow me at Chris Prolific. And uh, once again, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Uh, for Ken Doan being on the show tonight, <clears throat> Lisa says get better soon. Zed says get better soon. Thank you all, everybody. I appreciate your prayers. And uh, it's been fun been a lot of fun 349 episodes in the books uh until next time ladies and gentlemen i uh, have a great week of wrestling god bless and always remember i'll do it for you have a good night everybody bye-bye with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky <gasps> No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.